0: Welcome to the Joe Schmoe Theology Podcast, where we discuss confessions. I ain't confessing nothing! Reformed theology.
1: I don't know what either of those words mean.
0: And apologetics.
1: I am not apologizing for anything either.
0: I am your host, Adam D. Murray, and joined with me today on this program is my brother... Aaron D. Murray.
1: What's up, y'all? This is episode 12 of Joe Schmo Theology, the podcast where two dummies talk about smart things. I'm your host, Hosea, your faithful host, and join with me is my other co host, <laughs> Gomer. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> what? What do you mean, what?
0: What, what, what kind of introduction is I'm the that? the one who sticks
1: around. What are you talking
0: about? Oh, I, I yeah. get it. Oh, Because I left. Because you left. Because I left Multiple you. Times, okay, yeah. I let you. Um, well, I'm Adam, and uh, I'm, I'm happy to be back. I'm glad for such a warm welcome. Oh, yeah, it's great, man. Return.
1: Anytime. I, I, I love you. Yeah, that yeah, sure. was good. For sure. Did, uh, did the uh, Pacers win?
0: The Pacers did win. They cleaned up. Did they? I had courtside seats, man. Did it you, was excellent it was you, hannah's first pacer game it was a lot of fun did you drive all the way to cleveland for this game no okay it was here okay all right that, i mean that makes it a little bit better i'd let you know like an hour before the cast i don't have time to get to cleveland also who would go to cool. cleveland That's what also I was... they weren't even playing in cleveland they were playing sacramento so okay so you weren't in california Aaron. uh Aaron follows sports quite do, closely not. sports
1: are not my thing but no, it's it's good to have you back. I realized that I need you. Yeah. I mean, you you are the Robin to my Batman. Okay. Uh, I'm, no, no, I'm, no, I'm no, the Batman. No, you are definitely the Robin to my Batman. You might be Alfred. <laughs> you are the Bumblebee to my Optimus Prime. Bumblebee is cooler than Prime, so I'll take that. I don't believe so. Bumblebee's awesome. But I I I will say you are the cream to the Oreo. That is the best part of the. Oreo That is the best part of the Oreo. I appreciate so that. that. I appreciate that. Yeah. No, I just wanted to let you know that I missed you. It was. It was. It was lonely.
0: It was good. I listened to your cast. I hope so. Who um, edits it? Yeah. It. Well, see. Uh, <laughs> uh, I may have listened to it after. Wow. Uh, I listened to part of it, but it, I fell asleep. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. I also was incredible. What is wrong with my teeth? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Have I mean, you looked in the mirror? I, I like them. I've been brushing and flossing. No, no and... it's not
1: their color. It's just their janky.
0: <laughs> because they look like a prison riot? They look like, it like a prison riot. All right, cool. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. I always tell people my, uh, my teeth are like a middle school dance. You know, you got the kids on one side of the auditorium and the what you other doing? kids what? on the other side of the auditorium. <laughs> I don't know. It's a bad analogy, but, but you know.
1: All horrible analogy yeah it's yeah. fine. but hey we're uh we're in your apartment today. yeah not, not my garage no
0: uh no cicadas no cicadas well we cicadas have, are probably dead by now we have air conditioning so that's nice well we're here because it's cold out and i didn't want to freeze in my garage I, mean, I just wanted to throw that in your face <laughs> that we have air conditioning i have air conditioning <laughs> no my car. you have no, the I windows don't. I don't have you don't have it in your car my car either no oh, listen man. i am a poor man
1: yeah <laughs> It's okay, man. So what's so, up? At least you own your car. Are you, I mean, Are you engaged yet? What's going on here?
0: Not engaged yet. No. no. Um, still need to talk to Hannah's dad. So Still need to talk to Hannah's dad. So who knows? Yeah, talk to her dad, whatever. No, I need to talk to her dad. Yeah, of course you do. But the thing is, logistically, it's hard because he's traveling like crazy for work. So he's he was gone in uh, New Mexico visiting family for a week and then came back and immediately hit the road and... So he's been gone quite a bit. Maybe, maybe I think that's what it is. That that's possibility. Um, but they also live in Michigan, so it's not like it's in my backyard. I can't just make a trip up there anytime I want. So yeah. okay, all right. yeah. So we'll see. Mm. We will see. Gotcha.
1: Yeah. Gotcha. Well, that's that's cool. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I've been I've been sick. Very very sick. I heard
0: that you bailed days. on mom and dad for lunch.
1: Well, first of all, they didn't invite me over to lunch till like. The last second, I know, and even if they had, and I was sick, I wouldn't have been able to come. Yeah, I didn't go either. And well, I was, what are you talking?
0: You give me crap for that <laughs> because I wanted to. Okay. I like to make you feel bad. Yeah, well, you, yeah. you
1: made me feel bad last week, <laughs> and I felt bad all week while I was sick. <laughs> and I had the atom virus because you make me okay. What are we talking about today?
0: <laughs> I just wanted to let you know, um, I felt bad as well because. It is true that you need me. (laughs) I listened to your cast. It sounded a lot like, "Hey guys, so the church is awesome. Recognize the hold on a second. Sorry about that. Um, Baptize your babies. Uh, Babies are awesome. We need to baptize all of them. All right, now listen. That was the substance. That's what I. That was all you got from that cast. That was pretty much it.
1: That and I have bad teeth and I'm short. Mm. Actually, I want to ask you a question about the last cast. Yeah. Um, We were talking about church government. Were you
0: were, Oh were yes. You yes
1: multi-elder
0: are you Presbyterian? I am I am multi-elder beyond that I don't really care. Okay. Um, and my thoughts on this are I don't think that scripture necessarily gives a fully orbed view of church government. Um, I think there are cases to be made on both ends I think there are pros and cons to both types of church government. For instance, like I love the idea of um, having a Presbyterian in a sense because I know I know of a church <clears throat> that exercise discipline on somebody did it incorrectly it went to the presbytery and they they fixed that um however i think the con could be not allowing the church to govern itself um you're answering to a higher authority in that sense so what happens if the church ruled correctly in this discipline and then it was overstepped by the presbytery so i mean there are different things like that i think there are pros and cons um, I think there are cases to be made in both both camps. Um, Legan Duncan and what's his name, Thabit, the and Abubu. They had a nice little. They have a nice little ten minute um, video on YouTube that I thought was helpful, kind of discussing some of those things. So, yeah, I just wanna didn't
1: listen? want to misrepresent you when I
0: talking. I'm a multi-elder guy yeah, that's, that's that. kind of where that's, I land um, beyond that I think there, because I think initiative can also be stunted um, from the church uh, by a presbytery as well for different things um, but I, I do think that like having the unity of a denomination such as your own um, where but see that's the thing like if a confession is in place if a church mm-hmm. is following a confession mm-hmm. is there a need for a presbytery like I mean what's the higher authority? I don't, I don't just your thoughts. What's the higher authority, the
1: <laughs> confession or the Presbyterian?
0: Well, I'm just talking about like unity and doctrine, right? So, um, in one sense, you've seen, you've seen like the PC USA kind of fall apart, mm-hmm. um, because their general assembly or whatever you guys call it. Um, and something like even the PCA had a scary moment with egalitarianism recently, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. So, um, at that point, does the presbytery? I'm not even using that term correctly, I don't think. But does that supersede the confession? Because I think the PCA is still Westminster, aren't they? Yeah, they're still. West- I mean, so. But does it even address that issue? Like, uh, I don't know man, how that works. Open
1: up a whole bag of worms.
0: Yeah, I, that, those are just the thoughts I had while listening to the cast and kind of things I was thinking about before I bail on you. So. Well, quickly, because this is not uh, ecclesiology part two. Although maybe it should be, because there was a lot that
1: wasn't covered. Um. Right. First and foremost, because you need me. Uh, I, dude, I need <laughs> you, man. Nobody wants an Oreo without the cream filling. That's just a crumbly co- cracker, basically. You know, I really don't
0: even love Oreos very much. Can I just say oh, that? Oh, anathema. Anathema. Um, the peanut butter ones are better. The, Can I just say that?
1: What is wrong the with The peanut you?
0: butter Oreos are the best type of Oreos. Yeah, you're a bad Hands just down, objectively. Um, the, the Presbytery is held
1: first and foremost to scripture. Oftentimes, we see men deviate from that. Right. Um, so it's scripture and then the confession that, that they hold to. Now, sure. You know, people deviate from that type of thing. But basically, that I don't know if that answers your question, but that's the highest authority is scripture. So if a church like the PCUSA goes against scripture and they start doing all kinds of things, bringing in women elders and things like this, then you have a church split where the PCA comes from and I think the OPC comes from as well where you, you have men saying, no, this is not scripture. We cannot um, have unity anymore. Right. And so that's when a split would be necessary. Well, it's
0: just interesting because when it comes to denominations, um, I know of a few Methodist churches that are desperately trying not to be Methodist but are having a hard time seceding from that. And I don't know what that looks like. Yeah, sometimes it's really difficult to leave a denomination. Like, right. Many times. So, I, so, So that's kind of where I'm at. If scripture is your highest authority – should the church be able to govern itself or should it be governed by a higher authority? Like that's, you know, cause it's,
1: it's more like when a church deviates from scripture that that higher authority
0: is necessary to say, this is what scripture says. Okay. But for instance, okay. So this is my question. So the PCA, let's just use them as an example. Um, the egalitarian thing that was going on recently, Mm -hmm. um, a local church, a local PCA or P- PCA church, is trying to hold to Scripture, and they think that that is a complementarian view. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet, the PCA passes down this edict that, hey, by the way, now we are uh, egalitarians. What happens there? Does the church still have the right to govern themselves and hold to Scripture as they see it, or do they have to hold to the Presbyterians' view of Scripture? And abide by it. You can even just talk about the PCUSA because there are still very faithful PCUSA
1: churches. They're far, yeah, right. Right. Um, But there, there are still people who are holding on, trying to bring that denomination back. Uh, So I, I don't think it's kind of an overnight thing where something is passed within the constitution of the denomination. And so everything changes. I think it's it's a slow change. So there's people who would push back and fight for it. And eventually you would have to leave. And I think um, Kevin Young over at uh, URC, they left um, United Reformed
0: denomination to be PCA right? because
1: there were some issues in
0: the the URC. I I just don't know what it looks like um, as far as like can a church or the church's leadership be brought under discipline for deviating from... The edict, for lack of better words, of a denomination. I mean, I don't know, well, but there yeah, are there yeah. I mean, there. That's that's just a con that I was thinking of. I mean, from the other end, um, like a congregationalist view, or even a multi-elder at times with no um, governing body above them, it tends to give rise to, I think, charismatic dictatorship-like leaders at times, yeah. um, which can get the church into its own. Um, mess, especially if it's not a multi-elder. If it's a single-elder type deal, that's where it's, I think, the worst. It's but, almost a mini-hierarchical Right, right. So, so I'm a fan of multi-elder regardless, but I just think there are pros and cons, and I don't I don't see it clearly in Scripture to, to say which way is the best. I mean, you can look at Acts 15, but I don't think that I don't think that's grounds for saying this is why we have a Presbyterian, necessarily. But I do see, submit to your elders. <clears throat> like, that's a given. Um, so when a bunch of, you know, all right, will we?
1: Do you want to talk about this? No, I mean, no, I mean the, this
0: is this is just the thoughts I had while listening to it, um, but because I, I don't know, I mean honestly, I'm just I'm, I'm a multi elder guy. That's where yeah. I'm at. Okay. So okay, Acts 15 is
1: is a very good passage, um, and I think that is brought up in the book that I recommended. Who governs the church? So you guys should read that instead of hearing Adam and I continue yeah. to babble. And because our topic is not ecclesiology. Um, if you wanted to talk about ecclesiology, you, you could have.
0: This is um, true. Last, last I, opt- I gave up my right. But then you went all baptism on me and like I, that wasn't part of it. Come on.
1: Barely. I barely talked about it. Whatever. I barely talked you about it. You abused your platform. I did not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I will say. I will That's say. the problem
1: with single elder or national right, like right, 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 churches. Yeah, they just abuse Single sometimes. elder is yeah,
0: bad. Yeah, bad. Um, I will say, though, I've been ripping on you. I actually really enjoyed it. Um, I think you did a really good job you went into a lot more depth than I would have in a lot of ways and it was educational for me so oh, well. I learned some stuff and I appreciated it good. yeah so, good. Yeah. cool so what are we talking about today
1: well that's what I'm asking you but you keep going we're talking about youth ministry
0: youth ministry yes
1: sir yes yes yes, yes. so let's talk about <coughs> um, youth ministry what it is what it shouldn't be but often is most of the time I- I'd say okay yeah um, I mean we're just, we're just really just talking this. I don't think this is going to be like our other casts where we're going to be super we're
0: relaxed. Well, we're relaxed. We're a little bit relaxed. Yeah. A little chill. Right. You
1: seem a little bit edgy. I
0: I'm <laughs> like more relaxed little... than I've been in a while. No, no, this don't... is good. Yeah. <laughs> um
1: so let's let's talk about youth ministry. First of all, let's just talk about um, some things that it is but it shouldn't be. So maybe some negatives about youth ministry. So when you hear the word youth group, many people react negatively to that. Uh, whether they should or shouldn't is yet to be decided, but why do you think people
0: can't have a negative reaction to the term youth group? Um, I think the biggest thing that comes to mind is um, division in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, so separating the youth from the local body and having their own their own little church, if you will, you know, rather than um, meeting with all of God's people and performing all the things in the church that are, you know, commanded in Scripture, like the ordinances and, um, you know, that that kind of thing I think is missing. So my church had an issue with that right before I came because— they were meeting on Sunday mornings. Um, and my church has multiple services. So the intention of the church was, Hey, they can come, they can go to their youth group. You know, the parents can go to a Sunday school class or something like that. And then, and then they would all go and attend, you know, service together. What was happening though, is that parents would show up and go to service and the kids would go to youth group and then they would all leave and the kids would not participate in the, in the local gathering. Mm -hmm. So, um, we ended up moving that date so it wasn't on the same time <laughs> as as the service, which I thought was really helpful. But I think you see that a lot. <clears throat> you see a, a division, and a lot of people treat youth group as if it's a is um, as if it's the church rather than a supplement for it.
1: Sure, sure. So, so one issue that you see is um, segregation, right? You know, um, separating the uh, youth from the adults or the little kids from the adults, <clears throat> thing, that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Um, what What about youth group in it like in itself like its own entity um because i've I've talked to a lot of people and i i I myself would be would be in this camp is that youth group is often done very very poorly yeah where where you have and this is actually a beef that i have and i know it's um kind of hypocritical for me to say this and that's okay because i i agree with it actually um where we we look to kind of the the young hip you know, you're out of high school for like two or three years, so you're just a little bit older, so you can quote unquote connect yeah. with, with the youth, and there's no maturity spiritually and just no maturity. Right. right? You're just a goofball. And so I've, I distinctly remember this um, when I was in high school. I went to a youth group with a friend of mine. It was by that church we used to live by, the triangle-looking one.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Life Church. Life sure. uh, I'm, just, I'm just guessing. I don't oh, know if that
1: guy's uh, still uh, there. I don't know what it yeah, is. Uh, There's a lot of churches in I definitely life. don't
0: work with churches every day in <laughs> my life and have no
1: idea what it is. So, um, but, but anyways, <laughs> this guy was teaching uh, about the flood and Noah's Ark and everything. And so it wasn't even about the flood per se. It was more about the Ark. And so he starts talking about how Noah... Had to go collect all the animals. And so he starts acting like a buffoon, like a monkey swinging through trees. You don't know, I had to collect all the animals and bring them <laughs> into the ark. It's like, bro, do you even Bible? Do you, do you, <laughs> right. you even
0: Bible? Do Bible, bro? Right. Come on, bro. Because like, <laughs> <laughs> you were just a young, hip youth at the time. That's it, how you talk. That's, well, shit. Right. talk like that anyways, because it's stupid.
1: It's like the emoji of words.
0: <laughs> what the actual heck are you even talking about? <laughs>
1: But I just remember, like, dude, this is. First of all, it's not even scriptural. Second of all, you look like an idiot. And then after we spent maybe 15 minutes talking about the Bible, and then we spent like another hour and a half outside playing games, taking like Happy Meals and blending them up in a blender, and who could drink it the fastest? And right, right. You get right. like a fifty dollar gift card. That's on. I'm like, this is this is stupid. Right. Like this is if this is what youth ministry is, then it needs to be destroyed. Sure. Like we got to get rid of it. Right. And I think that's what.
0: Um, a lot of people react to when they hear the word youth group. So the first thing you're thinking about is poor leadership in the youth group because yes. you're bringing in young bucks like me, rather than someone who's uh, more equipped and trained to lead well, that kind of thing. So you're you're just taking in anybody off the street who uh, <laughs> who's young yeah, and can relate it's, to it's the like, kids. It's like
1: who do we have who you know? Where's the leather jacket? Right. You, you know. Oh, thanks,
0: Adam. Yeah. Sorry. That's I'm great. Pretty sure I just hung up on my grandma. Sorry, Grandma. I she's going to call you back like 50 times yeah, and give you an angry voicemail. I'm going to silence it. <laughs>
1: uh, I love my grandma. But actually, I mean, you and I both do youth ministry. Yeah. You know, and, and we're both, we've been doing it, I mean, how long have you been doing it? You've been doing it for a while.
0: Four years. Yeah. Okay. I
1: think you and I have both grown, um, but I know when I started, I definitely was not ready for it. <laughs> right. I don't know if you were, but your no. context is a little bit different because you were at least under the oversight of... An actual youth pastor who was trained, right? And honestly, who's awesome, right? Like he—he he was a really, really solid guy. Yeah. Um, but in my context, it was pretty much just me and the kids, and we—we we met in um, one of the um, kids' parents' house. So he kind of okay. sat in, and so there was some oversight. Sure. Um, but I just—I think back on some of the questions that were asked and how poorly they were answered, how uneducated I was, and even how I still am uneducated. So sometimes I'll have the elders of my church come in and lead. These guys are brilliant. Yeah. They're very, very smart. They know what they're talking about. Right. Um, So I I think that we need to be more um, specific. We need to be more careful in who we pick to lead our children. Right. And let's, I mean, I think we should even back up and be like, is, is this, is the idea of a quote unquote youth group even necessary? Is it even, is it even biblical? So um, let, let's go to that. What, what are some scripture passages? You said you had some in your head. Yeah. What, what are some scriptures that you would go to um, to say youth ministry is important?
0: Yeah. I mean, you have references to breaking bread and Acts. You have Hebrews 10.24, which says, let us not neglect to meet together as is the habit of some, um, you know, kind of thing. So I— Pushback. Not but, sure if that's talking about the local church yeah, gathering or not. definitely talking about the local church Definitely. Definitely. Okay, so so we're called to bear one another's burdens. We're called to bring our sin into the light. Um, these are all different things that I think are um, talking about fellowship. <clears throat> yeah, talking about fellowship in in general, um, communing with each other, that kind of thing. So, like, is it part of the Sunday morning local gathering Sabbath worship? No, um, but is it is it a good thing to do to fellowship with one another, to encourage one another, to bear each other's burdens, to, you know, not neglect teaching? Like those types of things I think are all biblical and scriptural and, and should be, you know, taken upon outside of just your local, you know, gathering.
1: Yeah, um, I, I kind of like what you said earlier when we first started talking about how um, College Park changed their uh, method in youth ministry to where you, you cannot segregate right members of the church you can't do that so I I don't see any place in scripture for the idea of children's church or the idea of like a youth group meeting during church so I've been to churches where um, you know the, the adult will have their service and they'll push the kids out after quote unquote worship right? which is just this thing where really worship is the whole service um, including the preaching especially the preaching and you have your own little mini sermon or, yeah. or, or whatever um, I, I, I think that that's very destructive for, for a couple reasons one it's neglecting the covenant community right so you have um, Paul addressing everyone from all walks of life in Ephesians he's addressing husbands and wives and then in chapter 6 uh, he says children obey your parents and the Lord for this is right honor your father and mother and he goes on to talk about um, these types of things and fathers do not provoke your children to anger and all these things but what he's writing to a specific church. He <laughs> just really distracted me. <laughs> Sorry, rubbing your teeth like that. You got no. me all
0: sensitive about my teeth. I don't mess with plaque, bro. <laughs> That's teeth cancer. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> so, so you have
1: Paul addressing all types of people from all walks of life, of all ages, within the covenant community. So there, there really is no place to separate them. Right. And I think when you when you look at the. Um, the fact that so many young people are walking away from the church. I, I don't attribute it um, fully to segregation, but I attribute part of it to it.
0: I would agree with because that because you have, yeah. you have
1: kids coming in and they go off and they do their own separate church and it's high energy. It's kind of fun. Like I'll, I'll grant that it's fun. It's right. high energy. It's entertaining. And then they graduate high school. They go off to college and they go to, um, some church they come back to their church and it's, kind Of boring, yeah. It's like, why, why, why would I want to be part of this? this is not what I, right. I thought. Can I go back was. to kids' ministry yeah, again? That to, would be fun. And so, then they gave have, me candy
0: when I answered the right question. Well, and
1: then, and so it's, it's somewhat of a systemic problem where you have these kids who grow up in youth group and then they get old enough to be a part of the quote unquote adult church, and they say, Okay, I actually want to volunteer with the kid church, right? And so, you just have this repeating cycle over and over and over again. And it's not, it's not helpful. So we're not making disciples. These kids are not growing. And granted, okay, God can use anything sure. um, to to make his, to bring his people to himself, and he has. And I think God can use these things. But the question is, should we pursue these things if it's not in Scripture? Right. So I'm all for youth ministry outside of corporate worship. Same. Yeah, but absolutely. But inside corporate worship, everyone needs to stay together.
0: Right. Otherwise, kind of what you were saying, I think it's fair to say that um, our youth will fall in love with having fun and being entertained, but not fall in love with the gospel. Right. So when they come back, they're not coming to church because they love the gospel. They come to church because they want to be entertained. And when they're not, that they have no reason to stay. Um And let's just face it. I mean, who hasn't woken up on a Sunday morning and said, I just want to sleep in, you know, lounge around and watch football today. I mean that— I have never thought I just want to sit and watch football. Two out of three. Lounge around and sleep in. You've wanted to do those things, right? Exactly, exactly. So when Sunday morning comes, if they don't love the gospel, if their heart is not um, in love with Christ and wanting to meet with the, you know, the believers and be encouraged in that and serve their church and those kind of things, if that's not their motivation— There is no motivation for them to come back. So I think family integrated churches are great. Um, A nuance that I would put in there is: I'm totally fine with children's church and Sunday school classes, as long as they are before or after the um, the local gathering. Right.
1: Well, I would I would so I distinguish Sunday school from children's church. Well, when when I talk about children's church, I'm talking about something that that takes place during corporate worship with the rest of the covenant community. Right. Sure. So. Yeah, you want to play a game and then maybe we can talk about uh, some other things?
0: Sure, we can play a game. I got a voicemail from Grandma. I'm pulling up my game on my phone. Have you ever heard of the game... Don't say two truths and a lie. Hot seat. Hot? I have not. Hot seat. Okay, get your phone out and pull up your stopwatch. This is how the game is played. I did not make up these questions. I found a list. So if some of them are terrible, I apologize. But basically what's going to happen is I'm going to ask you as many questions... As I can, as quickly as I can, and you answer them as fast as you can. Okay. We're going to see how many we can get through in two minutes. Okay. Ready? <clears throat> Set. Go. If you could live in a sitcom, which one would it be?
1: Uh, watch sitcoms. They're
0: dumb. I wouldn't because sitcoms are boring. Best dessert you've ever had?
1: Uh, the cherry pie cake thing that uh, aunt lisa makes for thanksgiving
0: nice very specific uh something interesting you might not know about your or something we might not know about yourself that's interesting um
1: i, mm, I don't know i'm not an interesting all person. right what's
0: the most embarrassing thing you have ever done while on a date
1: i don't do embarrassing things I'm oh super my gosh you are inside. terrible at this game no i'm just there cool yeah comes to you're so perfect what is your favorite season oh dude spring and f- summer so like late spring or early
0: summer i half expected you to be like season six of walking dead or whatever um <laughs> what is in the trunk of your car right now i don't have a trunk it's just a flap it opens up it's an suv that is the saddest thing i've ever heard uh if you were handed free opera tickets would you go or would you sell them i would go oh nice cultured what is your favorite restaurant and why
1: uh taco bell <laughs>
0: Are you? <laughs> and why? It's delicious. And it's cheap. And it's cheap. And it'll clean you out. Okay, this what is, is the, my answer. What is the best thing that happened to you this past weekend? Um, I
1: got to see Mary and my son. For wow. The day. wow. I don't get to see them very often. All right, what, is,
0: what did you want to be in grade school when you grew up? <sighs> Master Chief. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Other than the Bible, what is the book that has influenced you greatly?
1: Uh in Our Holiness by Kevin Young and Tactics by Greg Kuchel.
0: Nice. It's Saturday morning. What's the first thing you do when you wake up? Mm. Use the bathroom. Solid. Mm, not always. Or not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Gross. If you were to perform in the circus, what would you be?
1: Uh, I would be the guy who's in charge. What's his name? I don't know, the conductor. Circus master? Yeah, circus master. If you
0: could eliminate one thing you do each day in the bathroom so that you uh, would never have to do it again, what would it be? Call my hair. Oh, that was an interesting question. Uh, what was the best gift anyone has ever given you? Uh, my wife married me. She yeah. gave me herself. Right, right. I was I was thinking you were going to say her dad. Um, but that's fine. Um, okay, you were given a yacht. What would you name it? Mm, yacht? <laughs> You are so bad at this. Uh, three favorite smells.
1: My wife's perfume, my deodorant, and uh, burgers cooking on the grill.
0: Nice. If you were to get a tattoo, what would it be?
1: Post-Tender rust looks on the shoulder with a candlestick. Which means? After
0: darkness Light. Solid. Favorite song?
1: Uh, it's by Chris Stapleton, and it's
0: called... Uh, Tennessee Whiskey. No, no, that's a good one. We'll go with that. Fine. All right. If you could play any musical instrument, what would it be? The Violin? no uh, no 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 the harmonica <laughs> okay uh let's see i almost asked you a christmas question but i skipped it Thank you. if a movie was being made of your life and you could choose the actor who would play you
1: oh man that's a great question uh old me or young me right now uh can i do harrison ford in his prime sure yes
0: paper or plastic Uh
1: plastic
0: okay did you ever be consider becoming a teacher yes uh, what's the most important thing to you in life? God. Nice. What is the weirdest food you've ever eaten? Um, I feel like I've had like pig intestines before. All right. What's the most outrageous thing you've ever done for God? That's a real question. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not, I don't know. You do nothing for the Lord. <laughs> All right. If you were given 24 hours to live, what would you do? Uh, I would hang out with my family. All right. Cool. Cool uh what is your favorite ice cream flavor it depends on the. i don't know it depends on what i want tell me something that nobody knows about you uh you know a lot about me
1: i don't dude. these are dude, stupid you questions. are
0: so these bad are, at this no, no, you are bad
1: at games these uh, games suck the last two
0: games that you've picked are trash did you even listen to your last podcast you didn't even like... You weren't there! <laughs> it doesn't matter. It was terrible. What year was Martin Luther born? Who knows? Who cares? Somewhere in 14-something. 1483. Yeah. If you had listened, you would have known that. That changed my life, knowing that well, knowledge did. right
1: there. The fact that he was born changed your life. Can I also
0: say, when you ask the question, who is credited with starting the reformation and you included john huss in that i
1: think john huss definitely deserves a credit
0: okay i understand the influence that he had but the question was who was credited and you know who's credited martin luther that's hands for, down that's for, objectively that's for people it is who true. don't
1: study the reformation you ask any church historian they're not going to say luther they're going to go to john huss who was influenced by luther no wrong yeah no luther was in- influenced by uh, john uh, Huss. you, can't, you, can't you said here. it backwards uh, maybe i did yep yep don't, me. i
0: can't let you choose games anymore fine trash. you know what you do the games all the time because if i were to answer those questions it would have been way better well you knew what we we're gonna do if you'd give me a heads up that's not the point of hot seat the point is you're on a hot seat <laughs> all right this is stupid you're stupid
1: <laughs> so let's talk let's talk more about <laughs> youth ministry because it's a good thing it's something that we need as long as we understand as we have said it's outside of corporate worship Corporate yep. worship, everyone is to be together. That's really non-negotiable in Scripture. You, you can't come up with anything in Scripture that's going to say it's okay to segregate. Right. You and can you, try, but you
0: you just fail. And you do what is commanded of you in Scripture. You don't play games where you run around. Hashtag regular principle. So, um, one
1: one reason that we, uh, I think, don't necessarily need it, but it is a very good thing to have youth ministry is the idea of discipleship. mm mm-hmm. Um, because that's really what youth ministry should be all about right Right. so you can have these midweek studies where there are bible studies that take place um, for the purpose of discipleship so um if you want to segregate that way that's perfectly fine like you really can't argue with that being um, an issue um you have paul talking in titus 2 where he talks about you know young women train young women older men train older men um And just the whole idea of discipleship, you have Paul discipling Timothy. Um, So discipleship is a very, very, very important aspect of the church and is something that this church should participate in. And so if that looks, the way that works out is through youth ministry, then I say go ahead, as long as you have someone who is doing it properly, as long as it's actual discipleship and not just quirky entertainment. Right. Okay, anything you want to add?
0: Um, No, I think you nailed it. OK, so what what shouldn't if we've established that we should do youth ministry, but we should do it outside of the corporate gathering, corporate worship, what should it look like and what shouldn't it look like?
1: Well, I think one thing that we have to know first and foremost um, and about youth ministry is that we are not the primary disciples of children. Right. So um, this would be for any youth leaders, anybody who is going to a youth group. Um, and for parents because who's the primary disciple maker in in the family? It's the parents. Parents, right? So we've referenced this before but Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9 Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your might And these words that I command you today shall be in your heart and you shall teach them diligently to your children and you shall talk of them while you sit when you walk and it basically goes on to say whenever you're doing anything you should be using that as an opportunity to teach your children about God mm-hmm. and the things that He's done in the past, specifically with Israel, and even with uh, you and I now, or with any parents. Um, and, and I know multiple people, and I would include myself in this. When you look at your past and you see like, and, and you want to train your children, this is what it means to be godly. And you look at how you have failed, and 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 you. How can I do this? You can say, look, this is how I have failed. And this is how God has brought me out of this. And this is how God can bring even you out of it. Um, so I think it's really, really important to know that youth ministry is never to replace the parental role that God has given parents. Right. So that's first and foremost. So if, if you think you're going to come in and you're going to teach, what? You get that me to move on. Yeah, move
0: on. You've been harping on this for 20 because minutes. It, because it's
1: important. It's,
0: it's important. All right. Fair enough. Be- because... Carry on, be- Your Highness, please. Oh. This is your podcast. No. I'm only your Robin. i you the Oreo filling. I'm <laughs> the filling to your Oreo. Oh, just I love it. Yep. Yep. Um, Thanks for sandwiching me in. I appreciate <laughs> it. Parents are the primary disciple makers. So True. Established. We, we supplement. <laughs> Correct. Okay. Correct. Then go ahead and talk. Now answer the question. What should it look
1: like and what shouldn't it look like? Well, that was, that was the first thing. Okay. Foundationally, that
0: literally is the first thing, that it should look like supplement, not replacement. All right. Well, let me ask you this then. Um, you were talking about your experience going to another youth group as yes. a kid and how the emphasis on it was <clears throat> entertaining the kids and having fun and that kind of thing. Do you think youth ministry should be similar to the church in the sense that, it's very serious and a solemn thing. Or do you think that fun is appropriate or should be done? or How does that look? Uh, yeah, I think both.
1: Okay. I think both are, are important because um, you, you kind of need both. Um, if, if you're just having fun and it's devoid of the word, then it's useless. Yeah. And it has no eternal aspect and it has no eternal fruit. However, if you are speaking truth but you're not communicating it in a way that they will um, pay attention and engage, then you're wasting your time. Right. I, I mean, I don't want to say it that way, but you, you get what I'm saying. Right. So the the means of grace need to be present. Right. So the word needs to be present. Prayer needs to be present. Sacraments are present in the sense that you talk about them. Right. In, in the sense that you communicate their significance and their meaning. Um, you don't actually... Um, Administer, administer, right? Right. But but they are present in the sense that Scripture talks about them, and so you should talk about them, right? Um, However, I am all, and I I kind of take this approach where I'm much more laid back in our youth group, yeah. Because the way I look at it, the these high schoolers are a part of structure all day long. They're they're a part of structure in school. They're a part of structure when it comes to you know uh, corporate worship. So it's okay to let your hair down. and, and goof off and, and be silly and make jokes and have fun, as long as that is a means to communicating scriptural truth. Right. And it is not the primary reason why people come.
0: Right. I always tell people I I work with the high schoolers and I also turn into a high schooler yeah. <laughs> kind of when I'm when I'm hanging out with them. It's just a whole side of me that not a lot of people see from time to time. Um, and so, you know, my role there is kind of as a small group leader. I have, um, about 13 kids in my small group and they're kind of under my, um, supervision as we kind of go through what the church is teaching which is what i really like so i'll talk about that in a minute but we go through something and it's really laid back um we we just break the ice you know that kind of thing to begin with then we really dive into it and we keep it fun and entertaining and use analogies the best we can that kind of thing to keep it engaging but we also um do our best to just hammer home truth but then also i think um I think that entertainment and fun shouldn't be the reason why kids are showing up. I think that in my own experience when I was in youth group, the thing I cared about most was having fellowship. Um, And I think that as long as kids have friends, they're going to want to hang out with their friends. I mean, people are like, some of these kids are excited to go to school just because they want to hang out with their friends. Um, But youth group is a place where they can hang out with their friends who are encouraging them in truth, which you don't always get at school. Um, so, so that was a huge part. There was a great culture of like showing up with the expectation that we were going to challenge each other. I had friends that would ask me, "Hey, what have you been reading in the Word?" And the last thing I wanted was to be like, "Nothing," <laughs> you know. So there was like positive peer pressure there, but there was also a culture of like once we were done with ever whatever, whatever the evening's activities looked like we would gather and we would just spend some time praying together. Like it was a really sweet time of that. And I had a ton of fun and it wasn't the most exciting thing in the world. Now that the youth groups changed in a sense, they've adapted more entertainment and fun and that kind of thing, which is good in one sense and I think bad in another, but, um, but it shouldn't be the motivating factor to get kids in. I don't think, I think that it still needs to be a serious time and a, um, encouraging and uplifting and, you know, building up time as well. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think when entertainment is our focus, we are setting the bar very, very low right. for for our youth. And the bar needs to be set very, very high. And I think that the youth are capable of exceeding that expectation. Oh, yeah. Um, as, as you talk to them and you, you you pick their brains and you kind of push them in the right direction of where you want the discussion to go, I am always very surprised at how um, insightful mm-hmm. some of these kids are because you take them seriously. And, and you take them just as... You have something to offer. And so sometimes you say something a little wacky. Right. And so that's why it's important that you yourself are in the Word and you yourself know what you're talking about. So you, <laughs> right. can, you can lovingly correct that right. and, and um, guide them and train them. And I think that's the same for us with our elders as right. well. Like if our elders – I mean, imagine if – I guess I shouldn't say this because there's a lot of churches where entertainment is the focus. Right. And right. And that's just – that's
0: a waste. Yeah. It's such a waste.
1: Yeah. You could be worshiping God and you're being entertained.
0: Right, right. (sighs) That goes back to falling in love with being entertained and having fun as opposed to falling in love with the gospel, yeah, with the the Lord of the gospel. Um, Okay, so so another thing I wanted to ask you, um, what do you think um, about somebody like us Mm -hmm. that we stepped in? I think I was 20 my first year so I guess this is my almost fifth year kind Mm -hmm. of thing but I was 20 when I started working in in uh in the student ministries and I had a couple guys that were like old seniors they were Mm -hmm. 19 I mean (laughs) Mm -hmm. and uh and so what what would you say to somebody like like us wanting to do it would you say would you wait a little bit um, mature I, in your I mean, faith or would you say jump in learn as you go or what would you say to the church about exercising oversight like what are your thoughts on well, that? Well I mean again
1: you're asking a 26 year old what to do about a 20 year old so there's really only a 6 year sure. d- difference there
0: um, but and- we're experts because we have a podcast <laughs> yeah, that's, really, yeah. that's right okay. and we love you all all 20 of you um,
1: I, I, I think if I were to talk to my 20 year old self I, I would say I think it's a good thing, and it's a good desire, um, and I would want to make sure that there is oversight mm-hmm. um, and that there there is elders working with you um, to train you and to guide you and, and to help you lead. Right. So they lead you leading. Um, and I think there there are there are some people who are just they just shouldn't do it. Yeah. It's like, okay, this is this is good, and if you want to participate kind of as um, someone who's, who sits there and helps out, that, that's okay. That's good. Right. Um, but there are some people who just should not be in teaching roles. Right. Um, there are some people uh, who, who should. I mean, God gives people differently. Yeah. So what I would have wanted for myself personally was more oversight. Yeah. Um, was more training. And, and even now, I mean, I've talked to my <coughs> I I feel pretty disconnected sometimes. Uh, and that, so that's getting better, whereas the elders are getting more involved yeah. um, and, and um, helping with the youth, and they're helping me uh, because I need it because I'm a I'm a dummy. So I think I think that's good, um, and that's why elders are so important. Yeah. Because elders need to be involved in the shepherding of the flock. And one thing that I've learned during this uh, eldership internship that I'm doing at the church is that it's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it's it would be very easy for me to say. Um, Elders just don't do their jobs. They just they they there's all these things that they should be doing, and they're just slack and they're lazy, and, and that's just not true. And I'm willing to bet that's not true for most churches, right? Um, because elders work hard, and I think the youth ministry is one area that the the elders need to be involved in.
0: Yeah, and I think it
1: gets overlooked a lot. It, actually, it, yeah, I think it does too. Um, so I, I I just think as long as as the church is involved in the ministry of the youth. And you don't have just some young guy doing his own thing. Sure. Then that, that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, because because people <laughs> need uh, opportunities to grow and to hone their gifts and to sharpen their gifts. Right. And so if you hold people back because of their age, then that's an issue. But again, I don't think just because they are young and quote unquote hip, they should be an automatic candidate for youth rent ministry
0: right yeah that's kind of what i was thinking too because my first year there like i said i'm a year or two older than some of these kids um so i have no no uh, experience or wisdom to offer them kind of thing um and i think i was i was okay at it but the problem was there was not enough leaders to take care of all of the kids that Mm -hmm. we had which was absolutely unacceptable for the size of church that we have um, but it ended up being me with like eight kids mm-hmm. and no oversight in our small group. So that those first, the first two years in particular, there were questions being posed to me. I had no idea what the answer was, which is fine to a degree. Like you're not going to have an answer to every single question every time. Um, but I was really bad particularly at, um, at analyzing um, what the kids' issues were and even like rebuking when like sin was brought up. Like you'd have a kid boasting about like um, being rebellious at school or something and like something he did to the teacher, you know, something like that. And being able to call them on that and point them to scripture. Like I was really bad at doing that kind of stuff. And I was also really bad about following up with them throughout the week yeah. and being in their lives and that kind of thing. Um, and I was like, man, if I were Brian Bailey, the guy that was my youth leader, like, this would have been handled totally differently. He was incredible at that kind of thing. And I just didn't have, I just didn't, I wasn't equipped for it at all. Um, So my, my advice to people wanting to get into youth ministry, especially if you're younger is do it, jump in and learn if that's, if that's what you think God's calling you to, and you have those gifts, go for it. Um, But don't, do it alone <laughs> yeah. because if i could have yeah. those years back i would have gone to the youth pastor or the elders or somebody and been like hey i need help here i, I i'm not equipped to do this and i'm cheating these eight guys yeah. out of mm-hmm. um out of being able to 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 grow and be led and that kind of thing so <clears throat> yeah that would be my thoughts yeah i think those are those are good thoughts for sure um gonna
1: wrap up We're yeah at the 45 mark um one thing that i i do want to recommend is i know i recommend a lot of books so this book uh it's about youth ministry it's called giving up gimmicks reclaiming youth ministry from an entertainment culture so it's kind of like a puritan title because it's so long um <laughs> but it's by brian cosby and so it's by nehemiah cox <laughs> 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 no, no, no.
0: who's nehemiah cox bro is that an actual puritan or do you see this it is up? why you you need to read some baptist i'm telling you you presbyterians you just read presbyterians read some baptists come on who is nehemiah
1: cox what is, what is he written like, everything. Like, treat what? Like, can, treaties on like, covenant like theology give me, give from a one, Reformed Baptist perspective. Okay, is he an actual Presbyterian, or is that like a... No,
0: no, like no, he's a Baptist. Okay. He's a Reformed Baptist okay. Puritan. Okay, how, like, when? When did he write it? 1700s.
1: Don't give me that. You're just giving me no, a No, it, a... <laughs> it was.
0: It was. Seriously. he Seriously. Okay. Not even playing with you. Right. Well, I, I referenced him when we talked about baptism a lot. Well, I didn't,
1: yeah, okay.
0: So you don't even list the Baptists. Not only do you not read Baptists, you don't even listen to Are you to kidding me. me? James White? Yeah. John MacArthur? Tell me one thing James White said this week. Go. See? Oh, you can't. I,
1: actually, I have listened to James White, but you put me on this. I'm not good in the hot seat. We've, we've established we, This that. has been established. Um, but anyways, this book is pretty much where I get all my material. Um, I don't really have original thoughts. I just give what other smart people say, both Presbyterians and Baptists, Adam. Sure. So... Um, Basically, the, the gist of this book is how to implement the means of grace in your youth ministry and to move away from soul entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like we said, entertainment is not in and of itself a bad thing. It can be used as, very a, useful as a good thing, thing very yeah. useful thing as a means to an end if it's not the primary focus. Right. So um, it's very short and it's really easy to read. Uh, this guy's probably a Baptist. Obviously. He's actually
0: a Presbyterian. I read the back yeah, of it. Well, that's why I haven't read the book, but I read the back book. of it. But there were uh, there were some guys from uh, Reformed Baptist Theological Seminary that said some good things about it, so it must be okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think we've made enough Baptist
1: jokes. Guys, this has been a very goofy episode. Um, I guess that's what you get when I haven't seen you in, what, like 10 days? It's been more than that. It's it? been more than that. Yeah, we're, we're goofballs. Um, but yeah. Uh, Every Joe Schmo. (laughs) (laughs) Every Joe Schmo. Guys, we're bad at podcasting.
0: I love it. Well, this is also a new environment. I don't know what I'm doing here. Guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for bearing with us. Uh, Listen to our podcast every week. Every two weeks, we have something coming out. Uh, Like us on Facebook. Give us a review in iTunes. Please, someone give us a
1: review. Please. Other we, than
0: other than Aaron's wife, we, we need a review. Yeah. Even it, if it's bad. It's I don't even right. care. Just give us something. No,
1: don't give us a bad review. If you give us a bad review, keep it to yourself. It's a sympathy review.
0: Just give us something.
1: We know there are people who listen. We know you're out there. And you're listening on your headphones right now. and And you feel... You feel a stirring in your soul. I want you to ask someone. Like, <laughs> you feel a stirring in your. S- no, I don't want you to actually. Oh, but. I'm
0: underlaying for you. You know, because that's what you do when you guys. Play. Every Richard. Joe smoke
1: and grow some mold. Peace. That I tried to call you and you're not answering your phone. What's going on? I'll talk to you later. Love you. Bye.